spend your lunch with Ken by calling 888-760-3776. It's Ken LaVica Live. Here's Ken LaVica and Chris Coquel. It's amazing. We're having to have similar discussion to what we had over the summer. And unfortunately, we knew it was going to happen as well. That's the most disappointing part. Ken LaVega Live featuring Coquel here on ESPN 106.3. Again, we found a real-life astronomer, someone who actually knows what they're talking about. From FAU, Eric Vandernoot will join us around 1245 because uh, there are a lot of you out there last night that saw uh, that that what we assume is a meteor. We're going to actually try and get some confirmation uh, about what that was, but that flash of light, that fireball, that craziness that happened that uh, engulfed all of South Florida last night. We're going to get some answers because we're here for you, the people. And go ahead to subscribe to the Ken Levick Alive featuring Coquel podcast. Subscribe to it wherever you get your podcast. Rate it, and it's going to be available to you mere minutes after we wrap up every day at 1 o'clock Eastern time. Uh, Don't forget that Josh Cohen and the home team, they're back today, right? Josh is back. Everybody's good to go. Josh, Dean, Tina, they'll be back today, 3 o'clock here on ESPN 106.3 after after the day off yesterday. But um, we are are back in an unfortunately very familiar situation uh, where, you know, we we spent a lot of time over the summer post-George Floyd uh, discussing... Uh, racial matters and police matters and police and people of color matters and we're right back in it now with Dante Wright and what happened in Brooklyn Center Minnesota over the weekend and yesterday certainly did not help when we hear from Brooklyn Center police that oh it was a, a mistake it was uh, we, we we meant to tase this young 20 year old um, young man, this person of color, uh, but instead it was uh, it was a pistol, and uh, and it killed him. That's not good enough. That's almost to me as bad an excuse as my blood sugar was too low. That's why I said racist things on a broadcast. And we've heard that excuse. This one's right up there, right up there. So predictably, off of something like that, you're going to see anger. You're going to see it manifest in different ways, and that manifestation is um, going to be produced in ways that maybe sometimes is not as savory to some as it is to others. So because of that, all three professional teams in the Minneapolis-St. Paul area yesterday postponed uh, their contests. The Twins, who were supposed to play the Red Sox, the Timberwolves, who had the Nets in town, and the Wild, who were supposed to take on the Blues. They all postponed their games. And I'm on Twitter yesterday, and I see John Heyman, who's based here in South Florida, uh, reports for MLB Network. And the first game, I believe the first team in the area to announce that they were postponing their contest in the wake of everything that was happening with with Dante Wright, were the twins. And this was the tweet from John Heyman that caught my attention and really rubbed me the wrong way. It really bothered me. Twins Red Sox postponed due to curfew and potential for riots. 
potential for riots, uh. in case you don't know where I'm going with this, is what really stood out to me. I want to read you, first, the statement from the Twins. Quote, out of respect for the tragic events that occurred yesterday in Brooklyn Center and following the additional details in this evolving situation, the Minnesota Twins have decided it's in the best interest of fans, staff, players, and community to not play today's game. The Minnesota Twins organization extends its sympathies to the family of Dante Wright. Now, Coquel, let's go to the Timberwolves. Yesterday's tragic event involving the life of Dante Wright, once again leaves our community mourning after consultation with the league and local and state officials. We believe postponing tonight's game versus the Brooklyn Nets is in the best decision. What was was not, what word, what phrase was not included in either of those statements from the teams yesterday? Right. Yeah, right. It is so, and it was, and it remains so irresponsible in Something that is obviously a tragedy, and I don't care, an unavoidable tragedy, a tragedy that came to be because of either A, poor training, because of just complete negligence, because of manslaughter, because of what could be murder, a tragedy, a needless tragedy, something that didn't need to take place, and something that also continues to underscore the continued problems we have with policing in this country and policing when it comes to people of color. For someone like John Heyman, high profile, to say that a game is postponed because of potential for riots is wildly, wildly, one, incorrect, and two, Really sort of unbelievable. I mean, is it unbelievable, though? How much painting of a narrative do we see people do all the time? All the time. Just wanting to create a narrative of, of people protesting being something other than a protest. Protesting and even protesting that at times, unfortunately, spawns into violence doesn't mean that there is rioting. There is a First Amendment. There is a right to assembly. There is hurt and anguish. Absolutely. There is a a feeling of not knowing what else to do by a whole community. Like, this isn't like, oh, let's go out and have some fun and break stuff. This is, we have nothing else to do. Our frustration, our lives are spent like that. Mm -hmm. As the father of two black kids, I am, they're nine and four, and I am petrified. Like, literally lose sleep now over them getting their license in seven and 13 years. If your first reaction to not only the incident involving Dante Wright and your first reaction to these teams and these leagues making the decision to postpone games is, uh, well, they're doing it because there's a potential for riots. If that's where your mind is going to initially, you need to reevaluate and educate yourself about what has taken place not only over the weekend in Brooklyn Center, but also over the summer in places like, well, Minneapolis, George Floyd, in Louisville, Brianna Taylor, and the countless and countless and dozens and dozens and hundreds and hundreds of other situations where we see unarmed people of color being killed, or maimed even, by law enforcement, or even just the fact of how this all started. Because if I had an air freshener, which I do, I actually have one of those pine tree air fresheners hanging from my windshield, 
and I've never been pulled over because I'm a white man. Like, if, if that didn't happen, the everyday harassing that goes on. When I coached at Forest Hill, I would have players be late to practice, and I'd be like, what happened? And they would break down in tears because mm. they got put face down on the curb for riding their bike in the morning because they're probably up to no good being out that early. It's just going it's, to a school event. That, and think about the trauma of that from the time you're a little kid and that starts happening because it starts happening in schools. The punishment in schools aren't equal. So that trauma over and over and over again, it's going to make a community stand up. And for us as white people, the first reaction to be like, oh, we got to watch out for riots. Not like, oh, wow, how can we help these people? Mm-hmm. That's what's upsetting. Mm-hmm. How can we actually uh, listen and um, observe and then properly come to a rational thought instead of, oh, well, there, there's going to be some riots, uh, rioting. It, it is so disingenuous and it is so misinformed to immediately just assume that instead of deciding to postpone games because they're doing it to uh, honor the memory of, to recognize a continuing chronic problem in this country, the Twins, the Wild, the Timberwolves making that decision to postpone the games for that. It's so disingenuous to think that they just automatically did it because of a potential for riots. But it's so obvious. It's so obvious that that was going to happen. But man, John Heyman just threw it right out there for everybody. Just threw it right out there for everybody. He's not the only one. No, he's not the only one. And um, it it is, you know, I feel bad that I'm I'm isolating him like that. But he is the most high-profile media member when the Twins game got postponed that I saw immediately go to that place. Oh, potential for riots. No. No. Read the statements. Actually see where the teams are coming from, how they're handling this. Yeah, is there a safety concern? Yeah, probably. But there's also a curfew, and there's been a curfew in Minneapolis for quite some time now because just blocks away from Target Field is where the Derek Chauvin trial is taking place right now. So things are already heightened, but just because you're worried about people's safety and there's a curfew doesn't mean that, oh, potential for riots. Those are different things. It is so irresponsible. So irresponsible. Potential for riots. Come on, be better. Be damned better. 888-760-3776. 888-760-ESPN. And by the way, announced today that the Timberwolves and Nets are going to play. That's been rescheduled for this afternoon at 4 p.m. Eastern time so that it can be played prior to the curfew um, that has been set forth uh, in the Minneapolis-St. Paul area. 888-760-3776. 888-760-ESPN. Uh, Mel Kuyper caught my attention today, Coquel. Uh, a new mock draft. I don't like mock drafts at all unless they uh, are hypotheticals into things that make me happy. So if the Dolphins are picking someone I don't want in a mock draft, hate them. If they're picking someone that I like in a mock draft, I love him. And boy, do I love Mel Kuyper's latest mock draft. We're brought to you by the FAU MBA Sport Management Program, fau.edu slash MBA Sport. Find out information, summer semester classes, Fall semester classes, whether remote, whether on campus, in Boca Raton, the FAU MBA Sport Management Program, fau.edu slash MBA Sport. He's Coquel. I'm Ken LaVica. I'm live on ESPN 106.3. It's Ken LaVica Live. Here's Ken LaVica and Chris Coquel. 
Here until 1 o'clock, ESPN 106.3, Monday through Friday, Ken Levick alive. We are seven days old. We're getting there, Coquel. I feel like we're just maturing. We're like a fine seven-day-old wine. <laughs> That's about right. Yeah. Seven-day-old wine. Yeah. 888-760-3776. 888-760-ESPN. Uh, that meteor last night was insane, and Coquel saw it as he was driving into the station to become an ESPN West Palm hermit last night to uh, babysit our very expensive, very pricey equipment. And he thought, what What in the hell was that? Did it hit Stewart? Are we dead? No, we didn't die. But Eric Vandernoot of FAU, he is a real professional astronomer. He'll join us to explain to us what in the world happened. That'll come up a couple minutes from now here on Ken Levick Alive. 888-760-3776, 888-760-ESPN. And again, the uh, Timberwolves and the Nets will play today. Uh, rescheduled game, 4 o'clock yesterday, in observance of the uh, tragedy of the uh, Dante Wright killing uh, in Brooklyn Center, Minnesota. That game was not played yesterday. Where are we going here, Coquel? All right, Ralph in Florida, you're on ESPN 106.3. Hi, Ralph. Uh, good afternoon. I've been listening for about 15 minutes, and I'm in agreement with everything that I have heard, and I thank you very much. But I would like to attempt to put a finer point on some part of it. It was, uh, it was pointed out that what could we do to help these people? What I would suggest is, the a final question is, what can we do to stop racists from being racist? Yeah. So the people who are on the receiving end are not the problem. The people who are doing the deeds are the problem. That's who we need to help. Yeah, I think Ralph, that is um, that is probably unfortunately uh, something that um, in in your lifetime, in my lifetime, in Coquel's lifetime. That ain't coming to a solution. Uh, you know, you, you know you, I, I'm just trying to be realistic about it. You're right. I, I, mean, no, I, I, I appreciate that. I appreciate that. Um, but it, it does speak that, and it sort of goes along the lines of how you've heard, Ralph, that this trial going on, the Derek Chauvin trial, how many times, though, have you heard it the last couple of weeks called the George Floyd trial? George Floyd's not on trial for murder. Derek Chauvin is. But we tend to focus on yeah. the wrong things, and I think this is case in right. point what you're talking about. Yeah, I, I think you're absolutely right. Unfortunately, I think it's a long process, but, you know, in our nation, we are educated, all Americans, we are educated to have white supremacy, mm-hmm. to have stereotypes of every group. And all of those stereotypes are designed to advocate for white supremacy. Yep. And so people are <clears throat> people are taught that they're, and the white community are taught that they're supreme. And in the black community, for instance, we're taught that white people are supreme. And uh, until we get into the schools and start teaching the truth, even of our history, we don't even teach the true history of our nation. And if we could do those things, then we would be on the road to um, minimizing the problem of racism. Yeah, yeah, Ralph, well said, well said. Uh, I mean, it's baked in. It's it's baked in to, unfortunately, to the history of the country, and it's very tough to undo something that uh, has been ingrained and beaten into heads and has really just been a way of life for centuries and centuries and centuries. Um, thank you for the call. 888 888-760-3776, 888-760-3776. ESPN. Uh, Coquel, what's bothering you? No, well, it's just, it goes back to what Ralph was saying is the, 
And I, th- I missed the call. I hope it wasn't Mr. Vander Newton. That would be very upsetting. Well, we're calling him, so don't worry. Oh, then never mind. I didn't yeah. know you didn't. You're send fine. Me, send me the number. You're maybe. totally fine. That would help. But um, <laughs> you know, it goes back to again being a father of two black kids. I don't mean to keep saying that, but like everyone talks about the talk you're supposed to have, and I've heard my wife already start having the talk, and mm-hmm. it's like I don't know how to have the talk because I don't want to seem like that my kids are less than me and they need to be subservient either. Yeah. Well, well it's like. It's like, all right, yeah, you have to keep your hands in the wheel. You have to say, yes, sir. You have to look in the eyes. You have to do all well, these it's, things. It's tough because you're, you're giving the talk based on things that you have heard secondhand. You're not doing it off of life experience. And it's also just, again, like Ralph said, why am I having to talk with them on how to act instead of people having to talk with the racist of how to not act racist? Yeah. Like, that's where the talk should be. But again, um, when, when that's what, what you're raised on and generations grow to know and that's all they know and you see so much pushback still here in 2021, even with everything that happened with uh, tempers flaring uh, over the summer, it's, uh, it's a daunting, if not impossible process. 888-760-3776, 888-760-ESPN. Uh, at its core, human nature can be a really, really ugly thing. Uh, last night, uh, we saw uh, something that I know I've never seen firsthand. I've never experienced. Coquel thought that the world was coming to an end, but there was what appeared to be a meteor uh, streaking through the sky. Twitter was aglow uh, with all of the uh, with with all of the um, the accounts of seeing this this galactic object streak through the atmosphere so in a, scary. in a couple of minutes we're going to talk with fau's eric Vandernoot, uh who's going to tell us what exactly happened and is it going to happen again and was it dangerous were we in any danger last night but i want to sneak in real quick richard in boca richard you're on espn 106.3 how are you richard oh i'm doing just fine i have a couple of comments um first of all julian edelman just to be devil's advocate uh-huh. a lot of his catches were important catches how many of them were for first downs? How many of them for touchdowns? How many, how many of them kept the chains moving? And he was also the second smartest guy on the field anytime he was on the field. Tom Brady was the smartest. But they were on the same page. Okay. And linebackers had to stay back and protect against them. And one other thing on this racism. I think Dominic you know, Foxworth, who went to Ivy League, might have been smarter. But whatever. Go ahead. But at any rate, on this racism thing, you guys said he didn't even make the top white receiver. What has this got to do with being white or black? You, you, wanted, is, it, you, know, you know what it is? That's a bad, no, bad comment. No, Richard, it's actually hilarious. Okay, I'm sorry. I, you know why I said it, Richard? I'm going to be honest. Because it's damned hilarious. Okay. Like, I, I All think right, it's funny. But what if you had said, hey, what if you had said. What if I said what? Oh, even I, the top black quarterback. Like that, you guys uh, will get thrown Patrick off Mahomes. the air. It's, I, it's not, Patrick, it's not the type Richard, of thing you should say. Richard Patrick yes. Mahomes is the top black quarterback in the NFL. Lamar Jackson might be absolutely second. is Lamar right now. Mm-hmm. Okay, so no, he's not the top black quarterback. He's the top quarterback. He's the most athletic, best quarterback in the league. Tom Brady is the best quarterback of all time at this point. No, the, the reason so, it's Richard, funny, Richard, the reason it's funny is because it's a predominantly black league. Okay, like yeah, we can't we both agree that you're kind of nitpicking the whole thing, right? Like just between well, us, you and I. Uh, okay, but again, racism cuts both ways. The fastest guy I've ever heard of in the NFL was a white guy, Don Beebe, faster than Bullet Bob Hayes. Don Beebe, than Don Beebe Golf. All right, Don Beebe was fast. He was not the but, fastest guy in the history of the NFL. Like he stands up. Well, he ran a four one three, the fastest one that I ever heard of. Okay. 
888-760-3776-888-760-ESPN. Uh, Don Beebe, you want to know why he stands out as one of the fastest players of all time? White. He ran a 4-2-1. 4-2-1. Yeah, it's good. Excellent. Outstanding. Richard, I'm sorry for uh, violating your racism senses. When we come back, we're talking about a meteor. He's Coquel. I'm Ken Levicka. I'm live on ESPN 106.3.